2: Hey, yo, what's good? Check it out. This is your boy Elder Sensei, one half of the legendary artifacts. You are right now in tune to my man Tim Einenkel at the library. Let's get it popping, y'all. Artifacts. Peace, Elder Sensei. I'm out.
1: One half of the legendary group, Smith and Wesson. Tech has been killing it for years. He has not lost the lyrical step, and he continues to grow as an artist. He's set to release his second solo album, Skin on Trial, real soon, and he joins me in the library with Timonico. Thanks for joining me, Tech.
3: Good looking, good looking. Thanks for having me. Salam, people.
2: All down. If you're crying with me, you shine with me. Niggas
1: since 16, and ain't none hit me. So, I'm in the beginning. Uh, what drew you to rap and hip-hop culture, and has that kind of passion stayed the same throughout your career so far? I mean, yeah, this this
3: this this way of life, this hip-hop game chose us, chose me, Smith & Weston, us, from young. I mean, my father was a musician, my mom was a minister, so, my family is music oriented. And um, growing up in Bad Style Brooklyn, where I'm from, you know, so much negativity to get into. And the music was always an outlet for, you know, you you then, you then could speak about it as you do it, and you could do it, and then it, it, it'll help you see life in a different perspective in different ways. And um, I think the first, actually, the first hip hop song I made me get into it may have been, Run DMC join and then Slick Rick and then G Rap and everything from there. It's, it's, been, it's been beautiful ever since.
1: You talk about, I mean, I know in interviews you talked about how G Rap, Slick Rick were your influences, but you know, there's like comedians have like the comedian, comedian. Uh-huh. Uh, for you, is there like an MC's, MC's that no one would really know about, but like he might have been a Brooklyn dude or, you know, she might have been a Brooklyn chat and, you know, I just mean, you picked up your stuff from there as well?
3: I mean, Brooklyn is the melting pot of everything, so uh, I had a, a a wide variety of different people or influences, music, Rave gay, Yellow Man, Super Cat. My uh, s- older sister used to date uh, a few dreads that introduced me into the, the other part of life, like <laughs> they would come to the crib with the with guns under their hat in the, the dreadlocks take the hat off the crown all the dreads fall to the ground like yo yo <laughs> digging an army duffel bag pulling out mad packs of weed and everything but um it was, it was so many like my man rest in peace half a Mill, was a major influence uh Eka Mouse of course like I said Yellow Man Bob Marley Buju, of course um what's my man uh Holy War, Sarabu and the DFC, like, they used to just go from different spectrums and, and come right back.
1: Besides your own music, is there, like, an album or, like, a go-to track for you that kind of, like, helps you focus on your lyrics or just escape from whatever happened?
3: Oh, man, it's, there's numerous albums like that. It's, it's really two music to name because music is so broad and beautiful that, like they say, it a savage beast and it puts you in a mind state where you can really think and focus on your day. Like, out here, like, getting sets in the park, you, it opens your mind as well as the lungs to enhance the body and the mind. Like, you can't build on one without building on the other. So, I mean, for albums like that, of course, it was Stevie Wonder. It was Marvin Gaye, it's just times. It depends on the energy and the vibe that the day is giving off and the mood that I'm... Either trying to get in or trying to get out of, so it, it, it's not just hip hop for me. It, it goes all across the board.
1: Uh, you come from an era where I imagine you might have been that guy who like always had like a notebook in his backpack, kind
3: of. Oh, kind definitely, of notebook. definitely, Um Shit, I went through plenty of composition books.
1: But you, you talk to today, you talk to some like new MCs today, and it's like. When they have an idea for something, they text it, you know, they text it to themselves, yeah, cool. email. I mean, we,
3: we got into that too, but recently, I would say maybe the last, in the last year or two, last year and a half, I just started really writing into the book. I don't know, some just came over in the studio where I didn't want to write in the phone no anymore, and it just, it didn't feel right, it just felt natural, just... Grabbing a sharpie or a pen and just pinning it in a, in a notebook. So,
1: did you ever feel you might? let like, I've been on that. Did you ever feel you also couldn't text fast enough? So maybe you.
3: Nah, uh. nah, I ain't really got to text too fast to anybody. My partner, if I'm in studio, my partner is there, or my son, or uh, uh, anyone who needs to reach me, they know exactly where I'm at. So I'm not a texting person anyway. I pick up the phone and call and let it be gone. <laughs>
1: I want to talk a little about your solo work. Uh, uh-huh. You released your first... in uh, Trouble. ...solo thing in uh, 2010. That, that was 15 years after uh, Smith & Western released The Shining. Uh-huh. Um, what was the first for you? What was that major adjustment going from uh, a group MC to a solo MC? I mean, it was...
3: It's not hard readjusting is you know it's just about reinvention I wouldn't say it's hard readjusting because if you if you're constantly writing then it's nothing you can write do it, even if you're working with a partner you, you probably end up having to write in two verses so y'all both can have two 16s or 16 and a 12 so it's nothing once you once you're already halfway through a verse to write another verse and you already got a concept of a song it's, it's nothing to pin another two 16s I mean writing really is really the easiest part because the words is going to flow They're going to come to you naturally And you're going to write it down You just have to write fast enough So you don't forget the, the yeah. So you don't forget the thought of it But once you got the chorus And the concept of the song Writing is the least of your worries
1: So Before we talk about uh, if you could, Before you talk a little about uh, The purpose of uh, Your sophomore hour Skin on Trial I want to ask you So this is seven years after your first solo album, right? So I think you're in a unique situation because if you were a, like a strict solo MC, this would be a long period, you know, yeah, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, I mean, so for, for me, it wasn't really never about making a solo album or solo product. It's just really keeping my still sharp. Right. Just like a, a professional killer, I got to keep killing every now and then so my skills are, you know, <laughs> I know how to move around and get away from here if I got to leave anything at the scene less than 60 seconds. So it wasn't really like I had a solo deal or anything like that. It was just me perfecting my craft. That's all just staying working and making so much music instead of just sitting on it. You put it together and, you know, it becomes a project.
1: The video for Skin on Trial, it's uh, obviously a very powerful video with your lyrics, which are also equally powerful. What's purpose does this kind of track serve for you? I mean, does it help you make sense of what's going on? Does it just something that like you don't know? You know, you don't know what to feel, so you just write stuff down? Or No Well,
3: actually, when I first even started working on Skin on Trial, it wasn't as blatant in our faces as it is right now. And it was just something that I felt needed to be touched on period because it's not like racism ever went it never went anywhere or stopped it was it was still there it was just a subject that too many people that had a platform such as myself or mike that can reach out to the younger generation or even a generation of now or my generation to be like yo this shit is, it's happening all over the place we might not see it in our backyard but trust and believe it's down a corner down a block around the corner and it's it's really going down and um when I really first started initiating writing on that, it wasn't, it was, it was more to just bring awareness to what it is, because I had just had a friend that was on, that got hurt and uh, killed due to some police brutality shit, and, um, you know, just a bunch of bullshit that could have been prevented, mm-hmm. that didn't even have to go as far as it, it went, so, um, that was just my stand to make awareness of it and me having a son, raising a young black man to let him know and try to give him the jewels and know how to, I don't want to say survive, but how to maintain and and grow in this economy that we live in now, in this world that we live in now and to deal with the fuckery of what's around you taking place and be aware of it and know what it is and be able to describe it, be able to see it and how to move and adjust to it, and overcome it, basically.
1: Is this track kind of a representation of kind of what the entire sophomore album would be like? Um,
3: it, it, it really is. It's more of an awareness album. That's why the the whole joint was called Skin On Trial, because it's just... as Again, as a black man in this society, we're already guilty. We're already guilty by the color of our skin, the tattoos that we rock, the style of clothes that we wear, how we wear them, the slang that we talk, the way we move, the cars we drive. If you tint too dark, they're gonna pull you over. They're gonna snatch you up for anything, An unjustable search and seizure can go down quicker than you know it. You you get pulled over for a stop sign, and all of a sudden you go into jail for having a warrant that came. 28 years ago like come on for real and it might not even be not serious it might be just urination in public or something and then you you face in time because you can't afford bail or get bailed out and then now now you're sitting up for another three months a bullet a year and shit like that over, over real nonsense so it was just again just to bring awareness to what we're dealing with as men and the way that Society is trying to demoralize us and remove us from our our household or the the forefront like we should be to raise our kids, male, female, sons, daughters, into the shape and mold them into the kings and queens that they're meant to
1: be. The track "Roses" off Monumental um, kind of throws out the the like the stereotypical idea of what it is to be a man, right? Like it's a very I think emotional track. Um, it's the idea of like. You know, tell me you love me like you. I mean, they you're would
3: here. say, yeah, that's for anybody. That doesn't have to be that's not just for a man. I mean, but we go through it the most as being men, because we may look at it as being girly or too sensitive, wearing emotions on your heart on your sleeve, but as my brother and I, I tell him that I love him, and I make sure he knows that. So I mean that goes home boys, home girls like the world out here is wicked, man. Any day could be your last. You hear today, go tomorrow, ASAP.
1: What was, the, what was the reaction when that track came
3: out? I mean, it, it was... The reaction was, was pretty doggone good, truthfully. I mean, even recording it, it felt different. Even making it, being that it was a... We did the whole album with Pete Rock Production. Right. So... Just the title of it, the album itself, Monumental, was crazy. When we first heard the the beat, I was like, Oh no, I know who I gotta get on the chorus for this already. And it was just like, once I sent it out to the our brother Freeway, he put his foot on it, and and from there it it was it was done deal.
2: What about your brother? Just got murdered when you was crying, saying sorry. Do you think that he heard it? For seven years, seven years. sisters not speaking. A car accident, claim one, and not the other tweaking. One cousin killed the next over three
1: keys. Hip Hop uh, DX said that Monumento was a quote celebration of Tech and Steel's careers. Did you guys approach this album thinking that this would be a celebration of your careers, or is that just something like a nice celebration say? of our careers, yeah. like? Nah, that's kind
3: of... Nah, I didn't even... I don't think that was in our mind. I think when we started recording it, we was just going in with the idea of, yo, it's time for some new Smith & Wesson. We need to get on our job and do what we got to do. So let's... How will we make a dope-ass body of work, then This is like a... Monumental is... Shining. I gotta count it on fingers Like <laughs> How many albums it is Like almost And um That's funny Cause that's how the title came up And it was like Yo we got Pete Rock Doing a whole Smith & Wesson album Like You don't hear too much Of one producer Doing a whole body of work For an artist This right. is Monumental And it was just like Bing 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 That's it And um it, was, it, it just stuck with it and throughout the course of the stage of preparing it every song just started falling into its gap
1: of where it was supposed to be that. were you three in studio the whole time together during this yep. production
3: yep. I mean it was days that maybe one showed up a few hours later or whatever the case may be family family issues came up couldn't make it but uh yeah for the whole shit we was right there in the studio too each night
1: together with uh, I'm gonna turn to an older track. Um, the engineer producer Rich Ahe talked about the track, uh, the video game beats, and uh, the track that you guys made. The Mario track? Yeah, Super Brooklyn. Okay. He talked about how like he was playing the track and he remembers you guys coming into him, and like what's that beat, what's that beat, what's that beat? Mm-hmm. Um, Damn, what story was that? That was 78, 88. 78, 88, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember if that was like the first during that time? Was that the first video game type beat you guys heard that he was playing? And then kind of what drew you to? I, don't know, a I mean, for the most
3: part, it was when we walked in. If I'm not mistaken, first part of the question, yeah, that was probably. I mean, I wasn't really the. Uh, well, damn, Beans did do a Pac-Man beat, so it was really like not too far off of each other. Some people had dibbled with Donkey Kong. So it wasn't really the first time I heard a video game beat like that. But um, when we got there, originally, well, Namaste, I think he said that beat was supposed to be for Mr. Cheeks. And he said Cheeks didn't like it or didn't want to fuck with it or some shit. And we was like, yo, you bugging. Send <laughs> so that. And from there, that was it. Mario. Super Brooklyn.
1: Oh. You know, uh, I met you officially at the Sean P album release party. Kind of hearing fans perform his music and his album, um, what are you going to kind of miss most about his contributions to the art form?
3: I'm not even worried about that. I just miss my brother. His contributions are something that we decided to make. I'm just missing him in life and physical form. Period. Just his voice, his, his character, his laugh, his sense of humor. Just him. Period. Anything else after that, it all falls into missing my brother, Sean P. I'm
2: proving I can. I'm proving you fake. Like you moving them grams, I'm removing your I am truly your eighth. Caesar the leader. Uh,
1: as you know as fans we obviously because we don't have that real personal connection like you guys do, we relate through the artist through music, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so what for you what album or what song do you think kinda would best represent Sean P as like a person but then also as the artist? Or What's just all that song? What Sean P song?
3: <laughs> Boom by
2: step the up in the club on my gun fucking with Sean bling 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 it's the Sean Pranks thing ain't too many clowns want to
3: time tap- Ironhead there's so many there's uh the- let's go
2: go me, the saw me knife in my hand. No dish your corny be in the life of your fam. Niggas know Sean nice with the hands. Watch me punch up your face, dig in your pockets, leave you right where you stand. Got a dumb bitch
3: that live in Japan.
2: Black belt sucked so many songs because
3: we he, he was goto, swift and changed where we like ready to go into different chambers and just and and give his self like people think Sean P was a act. That wasn't no act. That's why he took on his real name, Sean P. His rap name was Ruck at one time, Helter Skelter. That was an act to him. Sean was real. That was Sean Price. That was his name. It wasn't what you see is what you get with him. It wasn't nothing. I mean, to us, it was because we grew up, we went to school, we ate at each other's house, slept at each other's house, did all types of things together, and then we came together and made music together, made some money together, traveled the world together, seen a a lot of things. So that way it was something different. It's just like he embodied so much. He came from, we all came basically from so little of nothing to being able to see the world or give the world the gift that he was blessed with. And to this day on, hopefully his name will still continue to live on. I know we're going to keep it alive and we're going to keep rocking. That's why the new Imperious Rex album is out and it's moving.
1: Uh, I, wanna, I know we're, 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 all, we're both getting bit up here, so Hell I want to make this. yeah, bigger. it's just killing me. Um, so in an interview I was watching with you, you talked about how uh, artists may or may still bring four or five albums into studio to master them uh, and then put their own style and spin on it. What are the four or five albums that you've kind of brought in the studio that you've mastered and put your own spin on?
3: If I go in the studio, I would definitely have to have some Michael Jackson. i definitely have to have some Big, some G-Rap, and mix it up with a different couple of just songs from everywhere else. Again, Buju, Bob Marley, Curtis Mayfield, It's just so much, Nina Simone, there's so many artists out there that can be... Me and myself, I like soulful music. So if it touches the soul, then it does something for me. It makes me... It makes it easier for me to work. I don't have to start pulling from all everywhere shit that's not going to make sense and put it together where... So when once it's in the soul, it's just it's like your ingredients to make your favorite dish on for your home cooked meal is right there on your on your counter. All you gotta do is reach your hand out, touch it, and sprinkle here, sprinkle here, sprinkle there. Put it in the oven, let it bake, and come, come out with that thing.
1: Tech, legendary group Smith and Weston, dessert, uh, new album Skin on Trial. It's Tech, thanks so much for joining me in the library with Monica.
3: Thanks a lot, well, Thanks for giving us this platform there. Uh, inform the people and let them know what it is anytime you feel like it hit me up text smoky lie that's what it do dressing
2: up like how man that more respect can't hold your head high might as well close your eyes lay down and die I'm already on trial guilty for being a black so automatically your game break itself crash out i mean a nerve for the wealthy gotta be your cure because the sickness ain't healthy but but try to know our true ancestors from queens come kings diamonds and rings intelligent human beings you rather see us smoked out in police custody on the ground being choked out instead of rising to occasions from ashes come to fame, It's amazing beautiful black female raising in the way of yeah, the retail beware of the horse that's pale every ingredient don't mix well I don't try to preach, but I try to teach. You see what they did to Pac and my nigga Meech. Any time some unity is being reached. They put to come and take a leader off the street. What what A new nigga, white nigga, red nigga, wrong place at the wrong time. You a dead nigga. You think you're irreplaceable? Get too comfortable, and you and they split the loot. They make examples quick. O.J. Ponce, Mike Vick, the biggest gang wear a badge. And y'all thought Michael Jackson was bad. See how they cut men loose. Technology is tightening the noose Separated by some commas, like a zero How the game being ran by some weirdos Cultural voters, raping pillage Infiltrators, of the village A kid walk straight, master, yeah, high Results of a brainwashed child running around but, 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 the trial begins They are not wealthy and they are
3: not white.